Welcome back everyone. You've reached Manta Aquatics. This is Juan and Steven. Today's topic is where to buy your fish. How's it going everybody? We have another great episode for you today and uh, we've had a lot of fun experiences this week as well. We're looking forward to be able to share those with you. Yeah, we definitely did have some. I know we were going to some fish stores uh, this weekend with your mom. <clears throat> I know she's on the hunt for a fish, and I was actually on the hunt for a conch snail for my 20-gallon, and Steve here happened to pick that up for me because I wasn't able to make it to the first the first stop. Uh, yeah, somebody had it. was running around doing other things, and I just happened to be at this other store a little bit quicker, so I was nice enough to pick up this most dangerous of critters, the tiger conch shell. Yeah, I heard uh, the employee that was putting the, the conch snail in the bag was having a bit of trouble uh, putting them in the bag. Yeah, some squealing was involved and some splashing of water. <laughs> they actually had to bring over, no kidding, a second employee to help wrangle this uh, tiger wow. conch shell. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah, they had to bring in two employees to wrangle uh, a snail. <laughs> Dang, this, this snail is dangerous then. It's all good. I, yeah, I got some detritus in my, my 20 gallon and Steve here had recommended the tiger conch snail since he does have one in his tank and it does an amazing job. Yeah, it's kind of like a little mountain goat. It goes up to usually about the second level of my tank, which is just two rocks stacked on top of each other. But uh, he's a really go-getter and uh, he never stops working. So Yeah, I'm excited about, about mine. I want to see his, him clean this sand bed really good. He's got one job. That's it. <laughs> yeah, if you ever see like a professional baseball field with that beautiful lawn, yeah. that's pretty much how by the bottom of my tank looks like that nice zigzag pattern. Right. <laughs> so I think he'll do well for you, and hopefully he won't try to eat your hand off. I'm not putting my hand in there too many times. That hit, that'll try and get me there. Uh, what were you on, on, on the lookout for this weekend? Well, I was still kind of on the hunt for Amazon puffers. I struck out again, so strike two. Or I'm not sure if it's strike two on me or strike two on them, but we'll see how this goes. <laughs> Yeah, I think that'd be on them, really. You're out here trying to find them, and they're just not carrying them, which is kind of weird because we usually see them at one of the stores. They have a couple tanks with them, but they just haven't recently. Yeah, the, one of the other stores, um, they had some brackish puffers, a figure eight and a spotted, as you, yeah. you corrected me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I don't have a brackish tank, which my problem with brackish is like you can't keep corals, you can't keep plants, you can just keep kind of fish. Yeah, there's only like a select few plants you can keep in them, and I don't, I just don't, I don't see the appeal personally. But I yeah. guess some people do. I feel like with salt, you have you have a whole array of corals. Fresh, you have a whole array of plants, and with brackish, you have like a very narrow margin of things you can keep in there. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So I'm still on the hunt for my Amazon puffer, and hopefully one day I'll find one. Yeah. Do you know what your mom was on a hunt for this weekend at all? I, you know, trying to pry that out of her was like trying to use a crowbar. Like she just would not say, cause I, I, I know all local fish stores pretty well, but kind of what they carry normally. And she's, she's, I don't think she knew. Yeah. I tried asking her, you know, trying to see what she was going after and she didn't, she didn't want to tell me either. She, I feel like she had something in mind, but she just wasn't set on it, you know? Right. And what? I was, I was teasing her if she was going to get some more Tetras. <laughs> well, sometimes you just kind of got to go out there and see what they have and kind of maybe something would just kind of jump out at you. Yeah. I did see that um, one of our stores did have some Celestial Pearls and reg regrettably 
I was just not able to get them this this weekend, unfortunately. Yeah, I was able to get some Crypt Parva, however, though. Um, oh yes, I remember. I, I saw you did get get some more. Yeah, I was pretty excited about that. So Rachel Leary, um, I watched her video, and uh, it's a very slow growing Crypt, only gets about two inches. It's pretty. It's supposed to be like a bomb proof plant, so I had it for my 180, and my 180 it looks like I don't know, like a very small green plant. But I wanted from with my 15 gallon, so I got another one to go in there. But it looks nice and the reason i wanted it is to and truth be told is for the baby hill stream i feel like it's just tall enough they kind of sneak underneath it yeah and so hopefully I, it's supposed to be a carpeting plant so hopefully it's kind of carpets my substrate a little bit to hide those babies from the angels okay yeah i was i was just about to ask that if it was a carpeting plant or not because yeah. you know i'm currently hunting for monte carlo is the one i have right now it's got some black beard and it's kind of dying off because of it but I still have like a couple patches and I just wanted to see if maybe I could fill in those patches with maybe some more Monte Carlo or maybe even like some Crypt. I think you should look at Crypt because like I said, they only get about two inches tall. They don't grow really fast, but from according to Rachel, you pretty much you know do anything to them and they'll keep going for you. Okay. So it's kind of like Anubius. Yeah. Uh, like but bomb proof. Yeah. The same level as Anubius, but it's, there's no rhizome so you can put in the substrate right yeah i might look into that actually i'm gonna i'm gonna see maybe i'll come over one time and, and check out your tank yeah with it. yeah she, and she had like a whole carpeted version of it which i thought was pretty nice kind of like guppy hair grass just not quite as long it's still shorter okay so i thought i thought it looked nice and uh we did go to all three local stores and i for a bonus we went to local pet smart because i was trying to find my mom something anything but we did strike out uh, yesterday, so we'll probably go again next weekend as is tradition. But um, we'll uh, still on the hunt for a better replacement for her. Yeah. Um, is, do you have any any updates on your tanks or anything at all? Anything uh, new? I'm trying to think of anything that's really going big. Um, my blackbird's still dying off. I'm fighting the fermented snails and salt water, and they're slowly dying. So one sad thing was, so we we both use the same type of like super glue gel so i had to use a whole bottle of super glue gel on one rock to remove fermented snails i think i counted over 50 on one rock that's insane i i know when i was talking to you you were saying how it was about 50 to 60 and i was just i was mind blown like he showed me a video of of all the snails on there it's just like white spots all over <laughs> yeah. the rock it was crazy yeah it was pretty uh it wasn't much was wasn't very fun. Have you ever had acne before? You put like that little cream on your face. Yeah. That's pretty much what that rock looked like. It's just like <laughs> a bunch of little white spots all over the place. So uh, yeah, it was. It's, I don't like pests, but luckily um, the blackbirds dying, which that's been a two year battle. So we're I'm trying to up up my fight on the vermented snails this week. Well, that's good. Yeah, I don't have many updates on my tank besides the conch snail. That's really the only thing I have right now. Everything else is just doing good. So. You know, what do they say? Good news or no, no news, news is good, good news. news. Yeah. yeah, so I'm good. All right. Well, so if you had the choice, where would you buy most of your fish from? If I had the choice, let's see. So I like to support local. So I would find a local fish store near me. So local. Sorry. Well, so let's let's have an example here. You have Celestial Pearl Daniels. Okay, that's what you're after. Right now. Why do you feel like a local fish store would be better to purchase, say, um, a bo big box store or an online store? Uh, well, so, you know, local stores, they, they house tons of fish. So they already just specialize on 
keeping fish. Whereas a big box store, they have birds, you know, hamsters, bearded dragons, you know, they right. have all sorts of other pet, you know, things besides just fish. And I feel like at a local store, you you support locally, and they also have their, I guess, like you could say, like their guarantee of like a good quality fish, which is what a lot of people are after, you know? Yeah. So do you feel like there's no online store that you could buy from that would have the same kind of guarantee? No, there are tons of online stores that do have pretty good guarantees and their customer service is really great. But I, like I said, I personally want to support local. Now, if they don't have like a type of fish I want locally, then yes, I would look online. The issue is the shipping for me. Shipping prices can get pretty high when you start trying to order schools of fish, you know? Yeah, no, I definitely understand. So for me, like, I, I went through the same thing when I was looking for my uh, Dennis and Barb school. And, uh, you know, I needed, I knew I wanted eight. And I, my thing was I preferred to buy it from a local fish store just because I feel like I can trust them and I know kind of where they come from. Yeah. But they were at the time like $30 at the local fish store. Whoa. So that kind of left me with either going online, which, as you said earlier, the kind of the shipping was kind of like the then it kind of stopped me from going that direction. Um, I actually ended up finding them at PetSmart, which I thought was funny because I didn't know PetSmart sold them. I just happened to be in there one day. And right. They were like on the top shelf, and I'm kind of short, so I got on my tiptoes, and I was like, those are Dennison barbs. <laughs> <laughs> so I was excited. They had them with uh, uh, rainbow sharks, which I thought was kind of funny because they're not the aggression level is not the same by any means. But So I, I did find my school there, and they were $13 a piece, so much cheaper. Yeah, I don't think I remember you saying, well, you may have mentioned that you did get them at PetSmart, but that is kind of funny how the that they did have that type of fish you were looking for there. Yeah, and Denison's are kind of, so they don't sell it anymore. I went yesterday, I checked, but they did sell them um, two years ago. They were being sold, so it just depends on the fish, I guess, because I, I, I guess I'm not as anti-big box store as a lot of other kind of YouTubers are, because I feel like a lot of them... They're always kind of trash on Petco, PetSmart. Yeah. But I don't mind buying from them. What I do, and this is true for local fish stores too, a lot of times I'll go in there, I'll look at a tank and just be like, okay, are, are these fish healthy? Are there dead fish in there? And if that's you know the case, I just won't buy it, either for local fish or big box store. Yeah, I think that's what most people, why they shy away from big box stores is because of the... Uh, the quality of the fish, uh, you know, and their the what do you what do I want to say the their way of living in in these tanks at the big box stores. It's not it's not anything to be proud of, you know. Yeah, and I, I think not all big box stores were created equal, because I was really surprised. Like, there's one kind of near near where you live where the quality of the fish is a lot better, but the one next to you, close to me, it's constantly just dead fish. And they're always out of stock. Yeah. So, and they're both the, uh, the same. Yeah, they're both pet smarts. But it's just, it really comes down to the people who, you know, they take care of the fish. And I think that's true of the local fish stores too. Because I was talking to one of the local guys, kind of like where they get their fish. And it seems like a lot of the local stores get their fish from the same places. Um, and, but the, I can tell like the quality of the fish or just even just their color varies from store to store. And I think that has a lot to do with just how well they're taken care of. Right, like when they get them in from their supplier and how they house them. Right. And like yeah. quarantining them and making sure that when they do hit the their showroom to go for sale, 
that they are up to par. Yeah, and I think just even like the substrate they keep them on can uh, change their colors. We have one store here that keeps them on white sand, and I feel like they kind of graze them out a little bit. Yeah, I feel like it, it does. It makes them it makes them almost look like sick. Yeah, know? and I'm sure they're healthy. It's just it's just that the colors because fish naturally are, are going to want to adapt to their environment, and surprisingly, a lot of fish can change their color to be darker or lighter depending on kind of their background, almost like a chameleon can. Um, which I didn't know that until I got um, panda loaches. Actually, was the first one I, I noticed that on. Because if they're on like, so I, my tank split half and half, half sand, half eco complete, which is like a very dark kind of gravel. And when they're on the the dark gravel, they're kind of like a darker black and white. And when yeah. they went to the sand, they're almost opaque, like extremely white. Yeah. And, uh, and I thought that was kind of a, a cool thing. But then I've I've kind of noticed some of the other fish are doing the same thing. So it seems definitely it, it plays a factor in. The fish's color right yeah it definitely does i know whenever we go to another store here they have they kind of do some tanks with sand and some with the darker substrate and definitely the fish that are in the darker substrate look a lot better than the ones that are not and it's not that they like i said the fish are sick or anything but they do look sickly in, in these you know sand bed tanks so yeah definitely so you're not against the big box stores uh definitely online is is kind of iffy you know yeah i'm kind of torn between the online thing like i'm not gonna lie i check online all the time for stuff and a lot of times <laughs> a lot of times they have a lot of research and uh information you can learn from fish online i know a lot of people like, like just for example like best buy like they'll go to the best buy store for a computer they'll talk to, like the employees a lot yeah and they'll turn around and buy the same product on amazon right and I feel like sometimes, you know, the fish stores, you kind of do the same thing. <laughs> you know, you go into there, you go to the guys, you'll talk to them. And, but, like, maybe maybe they're doing a set for $30, then you go to, like, the pet, uh, big box store and yeah. buy it for 13 Or so, you go to, like, your local stores to check out a fish you're, you're trying to get. You right. see it in person to see, oh, okay, yeah, I do want it, or eh, maybe not. And maybe you see it in stores, you're like, well, it's cheaper online. I'll go buy it online. Yeah. So I may, I'm sure, I'm sure people do that, but I feel like fish are a little different than like say a computer because you know, a computer is not going to arrive dead per se, <laughs> just because you order it online. Yeah, um, it'll just come in a beat up box. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you could definitely, um, it's a little different. So I would say most fish keepers, most Aquarius would prefer to buy locally. Now the question is, would you prefer to buy from a local hobbyist or a local fish store? Mm, so I've never bought from a local hobbyist before. And that's because I've never made you pay for a fish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. But I don't know. I, I don't know if I, I think if I knew someone who had bought, you know, fish from a local hobbyist and, you know, they were like, yeah, their fish are great. You know, I've had them for X, X amount of time. You know, when I got them, you know, they, they were in perfect condition. Uh, then, yeah, I think I would definitely go that route. I do feel that hobbyists who are selling do sell for a, a cheaper a cheaper price oh, you yeah, know by far so i actually did buy from a, a local hobbyist he's actually one of my one of my good friends now which i thought was funny so which i think i, I don't think that's uncommon because i feel like if you someone who breeds fish locally it's not a big store their market is so narrow they kind of have to become friends with people right and uh, so i bought an angel fish from a guy on craigslist and he actually breeds fish he uh when I met him, he was breeding Celestial Pearl Daniels. He's now breeding um, Pygmy Sunfish, the black ones. Right. So uh, so you think that transaction would take like 
30 minutes to buy one fish. I mean, I talked to that guy for like an hour and a half and we've, <laughs> we've had like deep fish conversations since then. Yeah. So I feel personally, I almost, I'm, I kind of like buying from hobbyists more than even local fish stores because the price is better. You know where it comes from. And, uh, a lot of times like they, they specialize in like one, two, maybe three fish that they're breeding. I don't think I've ever met anybody who's like, breeding 12 different fish that's always like a very narrow margin so because of that they know so much about that one fish yeah so but see the thing about that is though they unless you're going for that specific fish then you know that's all you're going to get there it's true and that and that is kind of a downside we're like a local fish store you know you have hundreds of fish hobbyists you have like three yeah so if you're not after one of those three but if you are after one of those three it's kind of like hitting the jackpot yeah it definitely is so you're like i want all the fish yeah. <laughs> but i know he's he's trying to talk me in a couple times getting a picky sunfish and to be fair i've been tempted many times um, i'll just set up a, a separate tank just for them because I, I do like them it's just i just don't have they're kind of a niche fish where like I don't know how well they do with like adult angel because they're kind of small, but I don't want to put them in my breeding tank because I think they'd eat stuff. Yeah. So it's kind of just one of those things. But I definitely think buying from hobbies is cool, but you have to get over like an initial fear of like going to somebody's house because it is kind of weird in this day and age. You're like, when you're going over to someone's house yeah, cause just you, to get a fish. Yeah, you're like, and you know, because a lot of people, you know, we watch like NCIS or whatever Miami and yeah. so you were like inundated with all these like crime shows where like <laughs> right. I'm gonna get robbed <laughs> or I'm gonna get murdered but you know a lot of these a lot of these fish hobbyists you know they're just passionate people they're some are a little weird but you know I'm I'm definitely one of them but yeah uh, I definitely have I haven't gotten fish from a hobbyist but I have gotten snails from a hobbyist and that yeah. was I was kind of kind of skeptical about it because I was like well this guy I've never met this person before you know and yeah. I'm going to go over there for snails and then what else is going to happen yeah so what was your experience like it was cool he had tons of tanks and he, I mean he was very friendly you know he we talked beforehand um, about you know the to see what kind of snails he had just to make sure you know I was getting the right ones for my puffer and yeah, at first I was kind of hesitant I was like well maybe I should just you know maybe go to like a PetSmart and see if they can't get me some of their snails off their tanks. But right. I was like, well, he's bound to have, you know, something else that I might I might like there. And that's true with local hobbits because like, I feel like the local guys, you don't actually know what they have a lot of times. You're like, like, they're like, oh yeah, we have this, but secretly in their basement, they have like some kind of crazy stuff going on. Yeah, and that, see this guy, he had, his setup was in his garage and he had tons of fish tanks in there. And he was giving me all sorts of uh, snails that he had. And some of that I didn't even know that you could keep. And it was pretty cool. So I think... I think he had like uh, electric blue acaras too, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He was breeding those. And I believe he was um, selling those back to one of our local fish stores here in town i'm now, not sure if he still is or not now you weren't in the market for one but i remember you coming back saying i, I kind of like these fish now yeah yeah i remember that yeah because i had told you that i had gotten more snails from someone else and that kind of upset you there because he cheated on me that, yeah. that's what happened cheated on my dealers so yeah don't, don't cheat on your dealers guys <laughs> so of course now he's out of the snail market so now i got 500 snails built up yeah unfortunately so, so that's the whole point of the amazon pepper but yeah, definitely, I think if I could find, you know, someone who is, like I said, selling the, like a Celestial Pro Daniel, say, right? And I knew that 
they had been breeding for a while. Because that's another thing, you know. You don't want to, you know, go to a hobbyist who's just bred their first batch. Because then they don't know themselves the quality of that first batch. Yeah. I know there was a local guy who was breeding, like, angelfish. And, like, he just, like, oops them. You know, he just they had, like, 500 of them. He's like, please take these things from me. <laughs> and I didn't buy them because, like, they weren't very attractive. Um, they were kind of ugly. So I was, wasn't really – even at, even free, I was like, I don't want those. Yeah. So I feel like if you are going to breed stuff, make sure there's a market for it. Don't just breed stuff. But otherwise, you're kind of just like – kind of those, like, dog breeders who just breed mutts or, like, accidentally have one. You're, you're, your dog had babies with your neighbor's dog, and yeah. now you got some kind of weird mixture of, you know, some strange dog. I think the same thing kind of happens with fish, too. You know, sometimes you get weird mixtures and – no one really wants them, and there's not really like a pound for dogs, for yeah, for fish, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's my thing about about going to a, like a a local hobbyist, just because I mean, like I said, you want to make sure that the they have a good strain and good quality for the fish you're trying to get, and I think that's why I I lean more towards even online. Yeah, my only thing with online is you still get to see the fish, even if they take. A lot of pictures of them i feel like most of the things i buy like that are unique they don't look like the picture like with like neon tetras or even denison barbs every fish looks like every other fish so it's not really a big danger buying online right but for like angelfish you know they they can vary so much in the colors especially the blue ones yeah because i know you got a couple angelfish online to kind of breed with your your blue one that you had yeah they, they came all black <laughs> and yeah and they came all black and in the picture they were it was blue right? yeah it was, a, it was a very blue angelfish and the guy was like well sometimes genetically if they don't get a blue gene they'll naturally be black and i'm like well now i just have a bunch of black angelfish yeah and that's that's the thing about buying online like how you were saying you know that they have these great pictures but is that really like how your fish will eventually become when it gets older? You right, know? and that was the thing because I, I didn't really want to like leave a bad review because like well maybe after six months they'll gain more blue and I feel I would have judged these guys unfairly. However, you know a year later they're still pretty much all black. So, and then that's kind of thing like it takes so long to see what the fish are going to develop into. So, and that's kind of a problem with uh, a lot of fish, especially like angelfish or rainbow fish. You don't really know exactly what the adult form is going to look like. Right. So I, I feel like, like I said earlier, I feel like if the, if all the fish look identical, I would, I'd feel safe buying online, but if there's a, like a lot of unique coloration in the fish, I'd much rather buy it from a local fish store or, or a hobbyist, at least so I can see it. Yeah, most definitely. But like there, there's a lot of fish that everything looks alike, but like things like a pistos, angels. So yeah, more of the common fish online wouldn't be that big of an issue but once you get to like your like you said your angels uh like your rainbows and some of these other fish you kind of want to be sure you you know you're getting the right one you want yeah i think that's pretty accurate and online fish are just so expensive to not get exactly what you want and it's, it's a big process you gotta pay the shipping then you gotta wait for them and it's just a lot it's just a lot easier to buy from a local fish store yeah it definitely is i know we've bought in a couple of things online not fish but well actually you've bought fish yeah besides the angel fish yeah i bought my those blue-eyed rainbows then i bought the angels and then i think there was something else too but i don't remember what it was um some shrimp 
Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. We bought in shrimp before, and that process is, well, the shipping is is what gets you the most. And I know some companies when you go over a certain amount, it sometimes is free or at least like. Yeah, I've noticed a lot of the businesses are doing away with that though. Yeah, they're they're standardizing the pretty much thirty dollars shipping. That's like what I've seen. Uh, I think Flip Aquatics had thirty dollars. I think several other sites had about thirty dollars too. So, unfortunately, thirty dollars seems to be the norm, which is pretty high. Cause I mean, I was doing the math because the so De- <laughs> I was actually looking at this the other day. So Denison Barb's here. It used to be twenty dollars. They just went up again to twenty five, and I was seeing online if it's cheaper to buy. So I was looking at Aquahuna. And they were $24 for two. Now, however, you also have to add a $13, you know, shipping, uh, fee. Sh- shipping fee to that. So, which is strange because like $24 you get two, here you get $25 for one. Yeah. So you would think, you know, the online would be better, which I mean, technically it is, but you don't get to see them and the price is pretty much the same almost well, at, yeah, at, like at that once point. Once you add that shipping on top, it, right. it, it bounces out. Now, if you add a big school... It, it's definitely better to buy online in that case. However, my, my problem is I already have a school, so if I need a new fish, it's probably just going to be like a replacement. I don't need a whole nother school. Yeah, just be like one or two right. going in. And I think that's what's really hard online because they don't want to sell you one fish or two fish. Yeah, I know a lot of the schooling fish, uh, some sites, they'll, they'll like send them three, yeah, like, like in a pack of three or five or ten and most people, they don't really want three, five, or ten as, as replacements. Like, if they're just starting out their school, they'll want that. But the problem with that is, if you're just starting out, you don't really know if you like that fish or not. Yeah. So, it's kind of a catch point. You're like, yeah, I want, when you first start out, yeah, I want a big school, but I don't know if I like that school. Yeah. And then once you have a big school and you know you like it, you just want replacement. And, uh, they, you know, you don't want ten replacements. Yeah, you definitely don't. So, I mean, if you could find a friend or something that maybe you both have you know, needing replacements, but I mean, even you know, you you and I, we have we both have a lot of tanks, but I feel like very rarely do we like want the same fish at the same time. I mean, well, the the only thing there is you have you have a bigger bigger tank, and you you like to go for the bigger fish. So it's true. I think only fish we really overlap right now are autos, our hill streams. Anything else that's we overlapping? Um, autos. I know my mom has pygmies and you have pygmies. Yeah. So that kind of counts. Yeah, I guess that kind of does. No, besides besides that, just beta, but, you know, you yeah, can't. Yeah, you can't really. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, and that's kind of my thing. Like, I'm sure if you have, like, a big fish group, you can all order, the, you know. It's just, it's hard to find the overlap because, like, you both have to want the same website. You both have to want the same fish. You both want to agree to share the shipping fee. Yeah. You got to trust the other person. You got to follow through with the yeah, shipping and, and you, pay with the fees. And it's got to be shipped to one location, so yeah. you got to meet up with them. So it's just a lot more involved to buy online. Yeah, it is. Like you were saying, if you can find someone else who has or wants, you know, the same fish, you know, split the cost there. Because we have done that for shrimp um, ourselves, and it's worked out pretty well because you do get to split that cost. But, you know, trying to get just or, replacements. Or, or qualify for free, free shipping. Yeah, or qualify for free shipping. But if you're just trying to get replacements, then definitely your local fish stores or even like your box stores, if they if it's like a very common fish, you know, your big box stores would, would have that. Yeah, and that's kind of one of my fears for buying these Taiwan B shrimp. I'm like, well, if I do make a colony and I want a replacement, there's no real nowhere to really get a replacement from. Yeah, except for online. 
because no one around here, not even the local fish stores, carry shrimp, that exotic shrimp. Yeah, I've seen, I saw them selling one galaxy shrimp one time. I think it was like 50, 60 bucks for that one shrimp. Whoa. Yeah, so you don't really want that as a replacement. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. I know I wouldn't want to pay that. That's where, that's when you go online. Yeah, it is, but then you got to pay the shipping, then you got to, it's just a, a lot of, a lot of work. Yeah, it definitely is. So it, so it came down to it. Would you prefer to to go to like a far away place to go to like a different fish store, or would you prefer just to buy online? Because I obviously locally is better, but let's say the fish store is three hours away. Is a three hour local store better, or would be online would be better? So if I didn't have anything like fifteen minutes away from me, is what you're saying? Right. Because I mean, a lot of maybe the viewers, the local fish stores, let's say an hour, two hours, maybe even three hours away. Okay. Versus online, I feel like a lot of people listening might be having that debate themselves. Yeah, especially around uh, now, just because of the coronavirus. You know, some people don't want to go out. You know. Right. It's true. Even with the, the whole requirement to wear a mask, um, I think I would, if the reviews of said local fish store were good, uh, I would definitely do this. I would make the three-hour drive. I just trapped him, everybody. I hope, I hope you all noticed that. <laughs> I've been trying to get him to go to a, a faraway fish store for a long time. So. You got me. Yeah, so that was a carefully laid trap there. That definitely was. I didn't see that coming. Yeah. I so, didn't see that coming. I guess um, guess we're making a trip. Yes. Soon, huh? uh, I don't know if you remember like an episode or two ago, I told we were going to a faraway fish store, but it was snowing that day. Yeah. And uh, my little Toyota camera wasn't going to make that journey, so... Now, you've heard it here first that uh, we're making this trip. This will be fun. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I definitely, like I said, if the reviews of the fish store were really good, I think it would outweigh the the shipping costs for uh, from ordering online. Yeah, and my problem with the, with the shipping costs, that's just kind of lost money. But like traveling to a local fish store, it probably still still going to cost me 30 bucks in gas and probably more in food. But I feel like that's like, it makes an adventure. Yeah. So yeah. you're not just paying for the fish, you're paying for the adventure. And that seems, I mean, if you go, like you and like like me and Steve, we would go out there, for, make this three-hour trip. Yeah. And it, we'd enjoy it because we'd be so excited just to check out a new store, you know. And then on Monday, area. on Monday, you have a fun story to tell. Yeah, exactly. How yeah. we broke down and had to, you know, fix the tire or something. <laughs> I would have... Would inevitably happen. Punch the battery back yeah, in place. Yeah, punch the battery. So I feel like that's my point because a lot of times I got thirty dollars. I'm like, yeah, I could pay the thirty dollars or I could travel far. But sometimes I feel like traveling far can is is part of the fun. Yeah, it definitely is, especially when you're out there just trying to get like one fish. Yeah. It makes it definitely makes for a good time. So back, I think last year, I want to say I actually. Um, went to all the Nashville stores, uh, not just some of them. So Nashville has like 15 uh, local stores, and uh, I was supposed to be at a church event, <laughs> and I uh, skipped out of the church event to go to all these local fish stores, and then I came back at night to have dinner. Yes, I do remember you telling me that. Yeah, so that was a, a fun trip. But yeah. honestly, it's probably the, my my favorite day in Tennessee was going to 15 local fish stores. Yeah, that definitely sounds like a, like a fun day. Oh, it was. I had shrimp and I had blueberries and I was just driving around, <laughs> which is a weird combination, but... It is a weird combo, for sure. But I do like a finger food. I need to, So I picked shrimp and blueberries, which later on that turned out to be a bad choice, but 
<laughs> it was it was a, definitely a fun day. Yeah, it, I know you were telling me how you were going to all these stores, you were seeing all these. Some stores weren't as great as the other stores, or comparing them to the stores here locally. Yeah, one of them was like pretty much like the big store here. One of them was in like a trailer house. It was like on the outside, super ghetto, like sketchy. Like I thought I was gonna get robbed. I was like, there's no way this is a fish store going in there because <laughs> it was like a double wide mobile home. Yeah. And so I went in there. And it was like it was a really cool place, and like this one dude just standing there. But there were so many people in there. Like there was like twenty people in like this little <laughs> double wide trailer, and I was like, "What is going on?" That's and, the spot, right? There. Yeah, and there was like so they were like half saltwater, half reptile, which is a really weird combination. Hmm, and they odd. had like huge snakes and like some kind of like monkey thing was in there. It was weird, but. Yeah. Um, it, they definitely have some good coral prices. Yeah. So Maxima Corals is the best place. To, if you want Maxima Corals, go to Nashville because they had like I want to say almost baseball size Maximas for like two hundred bucks, and you go to Knoxville, it's like a thousand dollars for something like yeah. that. So uh, I did learn Maxima Corals was the best place hmm. uh, was Nashville. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah. So taking those trips, um, I would definitely recommend people do it just because like I feel like the stories from it are actually. For me, I'm almost as valuable as the fish themselves. Yeah, I think so too. I know whenever we take trips, we like to listen to some podcasts or some yeah. fish videos along the way. We also chit chat a lot. Yeah, that's true about fish. Yeah, we we try to avoid work at all topic at all costs. <laughs> In fact, we, me and Juan had a policy of no work uh, discussions on the weekends. That's correct. Yeah, or really any other times. <laughs> this is true. Yeah, but we uh, so, all right. So what what would your ranking be? So local hobbyist, local fish store, big box store, online. Those four, rank them from one to four. Is one like my go to? Yes. One. Okay. What is your favorite? Uh, so I would have to say local fish store would be my number one for sure, and then I would put the big box store at number two. I'd say online three, and then local hobbyist four. Just because you know. Like we were mentioning earlier, local hobbies, that's more of a specific fish you're going after that they are breeding. Sure. What about you? All right. So mine's going to be like the opposite. Okay. <laughs> so, so mine's going to be local hobbies because I feel like you're going to get the cheapest fish and they're going to be the best quality, probably the best color, and they're already used to your water. Okay. So a lot of bonuses for local hobbyists. Um, this one's tough. This number two is tough because I feel like I've gone both ways on this. So I'm going to say local fish store. But with a caveat that they have to sell the fish at a decent price. <laughs> I feel like we've run into a lot lately, especially with COVID, where the prices have been like astronomical. And yeah, definitely. I feel like I'm just going to an aquarium at that point. It's like, oh, look you at the pretty go, fish. <laughs> going to see the fish and pointing at them. I want that one. Yeah, I'm like, that fish costs more than my shoes do. So I'm not going to buy that. Yeah. And uh, so I would say probably to local fish store with the asterisk of they have to sell it for a reasonable price. And then number three was probably going to be a big box store. Wow. Just because I feel like I've got a lot of good fish from the this one big box store. Because I love my Denison. That's probably pretty much the only reason I'm fighting for this. That's yeah. Okay. <laughs> and uh, so number four is going to be online. Just because I've been burned online a couple times. Yeah. Pretty much everything I buy online dies. <laughs> <laughs> or so, doesn't come in in the right color. Right. And then dies. Yeah. And then dies, yes. So those are going to be my, my, uh, my four. Okay. That's not bad. Yeah, that's definitely not not the route I, I would have thought you would have taken there for sure. Yeah, and I think that's the, that's the fun part. Like everyone's gonna have their own opinions on this, but 
I would encourage people to look out, you know, reach out to your local hobbyist, search Craigslist, Facebook Messenger. You know, obviously be safe. Don't meet in any dark alleys or anything, but, um, you know, don't be... If you oh. do, make sure you have a buddy there. Yes. <laughs> Take a friend. Yes. So, but, yeah. Thank you guys for joining us and listen to our mumblings and ramblings <laughs> about our, our lists. And uh, we enjoy making these, and uh, I'm glad you guys are tuning in and enjoying it as well. Yes, for sure. We, we definitely like rambling on and talking about, you know, our fish adventures and, and where all we're going to go get our fish. And we'll catch you guys on the next one. Yep. <laughs>